For more information on this topic or on the subject of disciple making in general, look us up online at browndegreen.org or send us an email directly at podcast at browndegreen.org. Thanks for listening. You're listening to The Great Awakening, a disciple making podcast brought to you by Brown to Green on the Stream Grace Network. Good afternoon, disciples. My name is Michael Ferris. I'm here by myself today in studio. Uh, my guest today is David. And Mimi Reeves. Did I say that correct? You got it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for joining us today. It's great to be here. Man, it's great to have you guys here. And so just to kind of bring you to the story, like, man, will you will you just kind of introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is David Reeves and my wife's name is Mimi Reeves. Uh, the reason she goes by Mimi is because that's easier to pronounce than her actual name. You can go ahead and say that for everybody. Oh, my French name? Yeah. Oh, and my maiden name yeah. is uh, Miriam Lulouarn. Yeah. So I just want like just call me Mimi, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm gonna stick with Mimi. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little easier. That's yeah, awesome. we've been. Um, I'm actually from Kentucky originally, and as you probably are aware of now, my wife is actually from France, and we are missionaries serving in France, and God has just um, opened the doors for us to be able to do that, and we're so thankful for uh, for what He's leading us into. Man, that's awesome. And so, man, just just give me a little bit. Like I kind of want to hear y'all's story, right? So you're from France, yeah. right? And you're from Kentucky. Yeah. Like that's an odd combination. <laughs> it's right? an odd combination. It's a super odd combination. So, man, just tell me a little bit about your story. Like, like David, like, did you grow up in church? Like, who were you? I mean, really, like, who, who's David? Like, yeah. who's David Reeves? Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually, yeah, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents were, um, I, and are devout Christians, and um, really raised me up in the ways of the Lord from an early age. And I'm so thankful for the background that they gave me in church. But as you know, whenever we, whenever we follow Jesus, it becomes a personal commitment. It's not, you don't ride on the faith of your parents your whole life and you, you can't. So for me, um, whenever, when I had an experience early on with God, whenever I was around seven years old, but I really uh, made a commitment to the Lord after I turned 17 was whenever um, I was in kind of a traumatic car accident which really uh, shook my world. My car flipped three times. I ended face first in a ditch. The firemen on the scene told me, they said, you know, kid, people don't walk away from a wreck like this. Usually most of the time they, they die. And that just really shook me. And I, all the whole way, I always say the whole way to the hospital, it was the longest car ride of my life because I was just being dealt with by God. He was saying, David, I have a purpose for your life. I have a plan for your life. Uh, just surrender to it. And for me, I was like, Lord, I, I surrender to it, whatever you want. And I, I started going on mission trips. I started going um, more regularly to church and youth group. And the Lord just started to, to change me, to, to make me into who he wanted me to be. And eventually that led me, led me to the mission field, led me to Welch College in Nashville, Tennessee, where I attended, uh, where I attended college. And through that, um, I joined IM not too long after. But I'm so thankful for the where the Lord was leading me through all that. Oh man. And so what is I am? I am actually it used to be formerly Free Will Baptist International Missions, but due to some creative access differences, we had some missionaries in some really difficult places. And because of that, we decided to change our name to make it a little bit easier for them to get into their respective countries uh, without having Baptist or anything written on it that would that would be kind of a trigger for other countries to see those things. So because of that, we ended up changing the name, but it's the same uh, church planning organization where a church planning group 
that goes out to um, various countries around the world to to spread the name of Jesus to create disciples uh, who are passionate about making more disciples. Come on, man. Come on. So, Mimi? Uh, yeah, my story is a little different. Uh, my mom my mom was a Christian, I think. Uh, my mom is actually from England, so they can explain a little bit better how I speak English a little bit better than most French people, maybe, even though I still have a freak French accent. <laughs> uh, but uh, she came to France and married my dad, and my dad was actually not a believer at that time, uh, and he kind of was acting like he was a little bit, but it was just a, a kind of a rough situation. My dad had a lot of anger problem and it was just rough. And so for many years, actually, as we were born and growing up as kids, we never went to church almost hardly ever. And uh, we were five children. Uh, and so, you know, when you have an anger problem, that, that might be a little hard to have five kids. So it was just uh, a very uh, hard place to be. Uh, I, I think I'd say we were pretty broken as kids. And, uh, Eventually, like um, my mom started going to another church. Uh, she decided one day, I'm going to go to church. I don't care if nobody comes with me. I'm just going to go. And so I went with her because I just don't want to hang out with my dad at home. He's kind of freaking me out. I was scared of him. <laughs> and so <laughs> I just started going to church. And uh, and eventually all of us kids started going. And my older sister was saved in that church when she was 17. And uh, after she was saved, she really uh, told God, you know, my my siblings gonna be my first mission trip. I really want them to know Jesus, mm-hmm. and I really like. She almost says some things like, uh, "I don't know if I can bear going to heaven without them," you know. So she 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 really started ministering to us and asking us question like, "What's the purpose of your life? Why are you here?" Because you know, in France, uh, it is a very atheist country. We have hardly any Christian. We have about one uh, percent of evangelical Christian. So you're not gonna meet a Christian in your school. I mean, in our town, there were nobody. And so I was, I mean, at school, I always learned about, you know, the really basic atheist thing. So I really didn't know if I was an evolved monkey or, you know, where yeah. I was here, you know, for. And so she started asking me all those questions and I was like, OK, I need to figure it out. So, uh, yeah, um, I started reading my Bible and I was really uh, touched by Jesus. Uh, I really changed my perspective on that. And uh, I got saved at 14. Uh, along with all my siblings, we all got saved uh, in our teenagers as five. And so, uh, and eventually our dad's house completely being transformed and he, he came back to church and he was transformed as well, which, which was crazy for us. It really confirmed to us that God was a powerful God because he could change somebody like my my father that really struggled in life, you know, and um, and we all serving God really with our life. My older sister is also a missionary. She's actually uh, our teammate. Uh, and uh, we're all serving in different churches. Uh, and we, we just really want to live our life trying to glorify him uh, with everything we have, you know. Oh, man, that was as you were talking, like it made me want to remind me of the scripture of the centurion. Uh, mm-hmm. Matthew 8, 5 through 13, where the centurion goes to Jesus, right? And he says, like, my son is sick. Will you heal my son? Mm-hmm. And his son becomes well, and then the whole household becomes well. And yeah. so that your story about your father yeah. seeing his children become well, and then, mm. you know, the whole household becomes well. And that's that's really a miracle to me, because, like, having a whole family completely coming to Jesus, that's a really crazy thing. And something I didn't say that the church my mom went to was a Free Baptist church, that, and the pastor was a Free Baptist uh, missionary from the U.S., oh, uh, Jerry Gibbs, and he gave his life for, you know, he was there for 40 years, and... And that's what, that's why I came to the U.S., you know, to study uh, the Bible, to be more f- efficient and know how to do ministry a little bit better. But uh, I'm just thankful for people, you know, sending missionaries, sending church planters, because, like, 
I mean, uh, of course, Jesus changed our, our hearts, but I'm thankful that people actually brought it to my country because yeah. otherwise it would have been rough for us yeah. to figure it out, probably. Mm. But yeah. Blessed are the feet bring the good news. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. So you're in France. What made you decide to go to Bible school? Uh, Bible college? Yeah. Well, and you know, like uh, very early on, I told God, you know, God, I really want to serve you like with all my heart. And so as soon as I finished uh, high school, I went to South Africa for about seven months on a mission trip. And it was and it, it was still a short mission trip, you know, but uh, while I was out there, just God broke my heart for my own people. I felt like, man, there's like one percent of christian in my country what am i doing in africa and you know in the country i was in there was like 90 percent of christian well not every you know there's a lot yeah. of nominal but still like it's not comparable <laughs> the amount of christian out there and so uh i just felt like god really was calling me to my own people and i, I felt like I, I wanted training to know how to do more disciple uh um you know apologetic and things like that because we really needed to do that and you know yeah, I was just, I just felt unequipped and we don't really have Bible college in France <laughs> or maybe a couple and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really exactly what I was looking for. So, um, God just opened the door for me to go there and I was yeah. just excited. And so you end up in Oklahoma yeah. of all places, Randall <laughs> University yeah, in more Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You, how did you end up in Oklahoma? So, uh, my oldest sister married a missionary kid, uh, Joel Teague, uh, and Dennis and Carol Teague have been in France for years and years. And actually, Dennis Teague went to Randall University and is like buddy-buddy with the president. So uh, he was like, hey, if I send you French people, can you give them like a crazy good rate? And so I kind of went to college for not paying a lot of money because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had a li- I was very blessed, you know, uh, God opened crazy doors. So, yeah. Uh, for me, like it was kind of a, a crazy deal. And um, and I was, yeah, some of my mentor kind of recommended me to go there. So that's why I came here. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So you're still in Kentucky or no, you're in Nashville at yeah. Welch University, right? Yeah. And you're in Oklahoma <laughs> so at awesome. Randall University. So how like, I mean, I know we have a mutual connection, like all three of us have a mutual, like a connection, right? Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how the two... Yeah, and that's kind of... David just had mad skills. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. No game whatsoever. Well, but, um, let me say first, I was... Uh, so after a year in college here, I became a single missionary going to France. I was approved by the IM boards, and so I was raising support. So, you know, I was like the only single girl going to France kind of thing. And, uh, and David uh, just finished college, really wanted to do mission, and our our director in Bible uh, at the mission office kind of told him, hey, we kind of would like you to do internship. And uh, so he gave him three options, France, Spain, or Bulgaria. And so David uh, kind of went and prayed about it. And he was like, oh, man, I have a feeling about France. I just, he researched it. And he was like, he came back and he was like, I think God wants me to go to France. And so our director was like, have you met Mimi, our single missionary? Who's <laughs> 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 going there? But well, you can say. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much how it worked. It was an arranged marriage. By <laughs> it was an arranged Morgan. marriage. <laughs> but no, uh, in all seriousness, God just uh, was behind it all. It was really mm-hmm. neat how um, through through mutual friends, kind of like what you're saying. I mean, connections here, connections there. I start praying about where God would lay on my heart. I start meeting French people. I've never met a French person in my life. And I start meeting French people, and all of a sudden, uh, I meet Mimi. And God, the rest is history, really, (laughs) because, I mean, we start talking about 
about similar passions, goals, and turns out we have the same uh, passions for seeing people who've never heard the gospel have a chance to hear the gospel. And that really kind of drove the conviction in me that I was definitely called to go overseas, specifically to France. And uh, it was really, really neat seeing how God worked through it all. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So how long have you guys been married? Almost Three four. years, almost four this, this year. Summer, yeah. It'll be it'll be four years this summer. Yeah. Okay. And how old were you guys when you met? We were twenty three or four. Four. Twenty four yeah. years old. Yeah. Twenty four. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and now we're now we're twenty nine. We're twenty nine. We're, we're getting up yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> You're almost there. Yeah. 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 It it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gray did the gray hairs ever go away? No, <laughs> no. I only have one into my beard, so I don't know. I'm kind of I've been blessed that way. Oh, yeah. So there's yeah. about six coming into my beard. Right yeah, now, but that's the way it works. Yeah, I'm I'm getting to that point. Though. I remember my dad. Like my dad's like, oh, you'll know when you're old is when you wake up and you did nothing the day before, but you wake up sore. <laughs> and so like that's starting to kind of happen from time to time. You know? Like, but, oh no! Yeah, he the, was right. Yeah, the it's bar cool. for me is I do so I do youth, and so the bar for me is I have like young twenty year olds and stuff in there. Like right, and I'm like I can't keep up with these guys yeah. anymore. Mm. What's happened? So, <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. And so you go to France, right? Do you guys get married before you go to France or mm-hmm. is it you no, guys go we, on mission first? We actually first? got married in France. Okay. We got married yeah. there and um, we, so here's how it worked out. So in France, there's no religious ceremony is kind of how it works out. Well, it's not recognized by the government. So it's mm-hmm. not a recognized marriage if you get married in a church or something like that. So you have to have a civil ceremony is what it's called. And then most Christians have a religious ceremony as well. So naturally you have two ceremonies and then, you know, I have a lot of friends here in America that couldn't come to either one of those. So we came back. So we ended up with like three marriage, marriage ceremonies. <laughs> so it ended up being a real, real thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we, we married were, for real. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're official. It's, it's, it's there. Three marriages you, three marriages. But yeah, um, we were married in France. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And so you guys, so you were in France. For how long were you in France? For three close years. to three years. Close she to was three there years. for three years. I was there for two, two and a half because yeah. I came a little bit after her mm-hmm. um, because I was still, we were raising support actually as Separate singles. Yeah. Um, but then whenever the mission knew that we had plans to get married, they merged our accounts later. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And so now we have like me and you have a mutual friend, right? Yeah. And then you, did you know Zach outside of so I knew- y'all's? No. I, oh, I knew mean? Zach because I met him at like he was so at, yeah, it's Free Will thing. Baptist have like that national convention yeah thing. So I met him there. He did like uh, a worship team for for teens. Yeah, he did that, and I always got to see him playing. He's, he's celebrity Zach on the yeah. celebrity that, Zach. That's where, a lot that's of girls liked him. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of teen girls. Like, well, he was a teen too. I but. know, but yeah, I, I met him a few times there at the national. But then I didn't really get to meet him. Uh, and talk to him in more depth until after me and me, yeah. me, okay. me, me met. And you and Zach went to college together? Yeah, we went to college together, and uh, we, we did a lot of worship together. I was in chapel band and in uh, a traveling group with the school. So, yeah, we became really good friends. And, uh, yeah, he actually played at our wedding in America. Oh, so it was really cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And so you actually have a little connection with Hera Church, too. Uh, yeah, actually, my first year of college here, I, I came and I just served on Wednesday night with the youth group for just a whole year. I was, I mean, I was here and uh, I wasn't traveling as much because I wasn't yet uh, fundraising and things like that. So I just, uh, 
uh, I was able to come. But after I started fundraising, I just couldn't make it anymore. And this was kind of hard because I was on the road all the time. So, uh, but I really enjoyed that church. Really, all the youth were just such such a blast, you know. And uh, yeah, I got to actually hang out with some extra like people more my age and go hike with them in the Wichita Mountains yeah. and stuff like that. So it was fun. The curries. Yeah, the curries. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. They take everybody to the Wichita Mountains. Yeah, it's but like, it's very... they really made me like discover really cool places in, yeah. in Oklahoma. And I really like love Oklahoma so much, but uh, I, I really want to go back to Wichita Mountains. I don't think we have time right now, but. She she refers, here's how much she loves Oklahoma. She, re- <laughs> she refers to herself as the first French redneck. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm okay, French so. first French Oki. I'm yeah. so proud to be like I've really been adopted by people here. I, I I lived with like a family for a year and a half, and uh, when we were coming back like uh, on our furlough like last January, my first time crossing over, I started crying just because oh, I was so cool. happy to be here, and I was very pregnant, so I was super emotional for yeah. no reason. It was kind of <laughs> ridiculous, you know, but <laughs> but I was just so happy to be back home. Kind of, you know, it's my home away from home. It feels like because I yeah. lived here for two and a half years, so. Yeah, I love the people here. They're just super kind. So that's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You got to meet Oklahoma's one of their best families. Just so you know, like the Currys. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, that's a good blessing. Yeah, they're, so they're really good guys. Yeah, sure. they are. They are. The whole family. They're they're awesome. They're rock yeah. stars. So <laughs> um, that's super cool. And so you and Zach go to college together. You come hang out at Hair Church for a little mm-hmm. bit. And so you through this somehow you and Zach start building more and more relationship. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well. um, Zach actually works the church he's at right now. I actually served and volunteered when I was in college uh, there in, in Clarksville, Tennessee. Yeah, 180. A 180 church. Well, so before Zach was there, you were there. Yeah, I was there yeah. a little bit before helping out with the youth group and things like that. And then Zach came probably a couple years after. Yeah. Okay. I had already left. But um, yeah, Zach, he got, the, he got to um, 180 church and he started talking to us Um a few, I guess it was I mean, two soon, years ago now. I, but as soon as, as we, got, as we back, got back last year, as soon as we got back, he was telling us, guys, you got to hear about what's going on out at Hera Church. There's just some really cool things happening. Yeah. Um, and he started talking to us about discipleship, being intentional about being disciple mm-hmm. makers and uh, being a generation of disciple makers. And mm-hmm. it's not just a formula or a uh, or yeah. a um, or a program. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that really spoke to us because we were like, you know, this is. We're, we're in a culture that has no clue what discipleship, what Christianity really mm. is for the most part. And we have the privilege of being able to set something up yeah. um, and to see that, you know, it doesn't have to be consumer Christianity. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be um, just coming to church just to, to, to get what you can and then leaving. Mm-hmm. It can be a life change, an abundant life in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's what um, what we really were drawn to. And Zach started talking to us about it. And we were excited to, to, to join the program and be discipled by him. I think we were really like thirsty for it, too, uh, because I feel like we our group in France, we do a lot of evangelization events and I feel like we really mastered apologetic and uh, talking with non-believers, showing them like uh, evidence of a of existence of God and just showing them in love and not like not being judgmental or not listening to them. But um, a lot of time, a lot of people that went through, you know, weeks and weeks of discussion groups, uh, we really want them to do a Bible study. And, and we somehow in France, some, we feel like we fail a lot of time that mm. people don't want to get to the next step. They, they like the intellectual conversation. Um, but I feel like we could do such a, a much better work at discipling people and really like 
having people like grow in a relationship with God. And it's just like something we, it's almost like we didn't really learn how to do that in Bible college. And, and I was, <laughs> it was kind of, we, whenever we started talking with Zach, we were like, like, it looks like you, you have what we've been looking for. You know, we're really trying to figure out how we get people from the atheist mode where they're getting really to start believing God to actually a real disciple, a follower of Jesus. And, um, and that's just been something we've, we've really seen a need for in France. Uh, and I mean, we young people, we, we're just trying our best, you know, to plant a church. We, uh, we have never done that before, you know, so it's, it's good. Like we have so much to learn and we just, we're just excited to be able to learn with him. And so what was really cool for me, for me personally, we come in the idea, you know, we, we need this, um, for our people in France, but mm-hmm. we see how this is changing yeah, us. For sure. This is changing our life, and we're becoming mm-hmm. uh, more passionate in our role as a disciple. Mm-hmm. And because of that, maybe we can take that back and inspire people yeah. by really the, the life change that is seen in us, the mm-hmm. life change that is seen by uh, me getting closer, me abiding in Christ. Because of that, um, maybe more people will see that vision and be like, you know, because, you know, whenever whenever you're in church, you see people whenever they see the word whenever they hear it whenever they can taste it oh taste and see that the lord is good yeah. whenever you have a chance to taste and see you can't you can't get anything else because right. that's what you want right that's, that's what feeds you yeah and that's what we're seeing what's that's what i'm seeing in my personal life and i'm praying mm-hmm. that we'll see more and more people mm-hmm. see that same thing that there's there's a life and it's more abundant than you can imagine mm-hmm. if you'll follow yeah. jesus and if you'll abide in his word come mm-hmm. on and i'm reminded like as you're talking like that, that empty piece, right? Because it's that, it's that space that we all, like we all have a piece that's missing, right? Mm-hmm. And so we live in this broken world, so we chase after these broken pieces, yeah. right? Like we chase after things that we're trying to constantly fill that missing piece with. And I'm reminded like when Jesus was talking to the woman of the Samaritan well, she mm-hmm. says, he's like, man, if you drink from me, you'll never thirst again, yeah. right? Yeah. It was the same story for me. I began to abide and I began to drink of the Lord and man, I could not get enough. I used to call it God crack, like I've talked about on the <laughs> podcast before, but I was like, you can't, like, you can't get enough. Yeah. And you just yeah. become more and more hungry yeah. and, and completely like that, that Psalm where David says, as a deer pants for water, so does my soul pant for you, yeah. O Lord, becomes yeah. true because you're like, all I want to do is sit with the Lord. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is continue to pursue this intimate face-to-face relationship with him learning more and more and more and it reminds me of what paul says in philippians he talks about how you know like god came he chose me he came like he he wanted to know me so in order i want to know him and the power of the resurrection right like he's like i want to pursue the same person who came and wanted to know me Mm -hmm. and so i want to know him even more yeah and man like it begins to like you that void that's inside us disappears because that's the piece that we're missing mm-hmm. right it's yeah. jesus yeah and sure. no longer do we are we chasing after material things like our eyes are no longer on what's below but our eyes are now cast up to what's yeah. above right mm-hmm. for sure yeah. oh, man and so you were talking to me a little bit we had lunch i had the privilege to have lunch with you today yeah i mean we got to talk a lot about things i feel like the lunch went way too fast yeah it's <laughs> way too fast <laughs> it went way sure. too fast and so one thing you kind of said to me which was it kind of stood out too is you so you got to talk to zach a little bit because when Zach went to 180, he wasn't there that long before I started to disciple Zach. Yeah. Right. Which is sure. one one thing I kind of had you guys tell a story of like how like I had pulled up Romans 8. It says um, Romans 8 verse 28 says, and he, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of the son in order that he might be the first, firstborn among the many brothers. 
And so, man, it just reminded me how like all things work out for the greater glory of the Lord. Mm. And so through this story, like the Lord's how he kind of orchestrates our steps. Right. Yeah. yeah. And having you guys tell the story, like there's even parts of the story that I haven't heard till now, seeing how the Lord has kind of orchestrated mm-hmm. y'all's steps. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, y'all is an Oklahoma word. I don't know if you've picked that up yet. Oh, she's, it means y'all. you all. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so don't worry. She's fluent. I, she's fluent. Fluent. You're like, I speak mm-hmm. Oki. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> and so, um, and yeah, it, it's super cool seeing that part. So I remember like you were talking today about how like Zach kind of came and like we know Zach's story. Everyone's heard he, he can't like he, he left hair church, came back, was like something completely different yeah. here. Yeah. And you know, I want this. And so you kind of got to talk to him in that, that moment where he began to be discipled, correct? Mm-hmm. For sure. We and got then, to see like the brown to green experience come without on. even knowing what brown to green was. Yeah. Because we got to hear him talk about that there was, uh, he was saying how the church was completely different. Mm-hmm. Basically, that yeah. that's all he would really talk to us about. He said, there's something going on. There's mm-hmm. something uh, really cool going on at that church and there's people that are getting it. And I mean, he's taking that back with him to Clarksville. But I mean, that's, that's really what, what, um, I don't know. I heard him talking about that and seeing, I I hadn't even been to Harrow church before in my life, but hearing him talk about the change, I was like, you know what? That's, that's what the church needs right now. Mm -hmm. We need, uh, people in our churches that, that aren't just completely a hundred percent reliant on their pastor to do everything for them. We need the church to come together as the body of Christ and do what we're called to do. And that's make disciples. That's not just the pastor's responsibility to make disciples. That's every member of our church. We're all called to make disciples. And that's what really stood out to us. We're like, wow, this church is making disciples. This church is going out and it's not merely just talking church. We're being church. Mm -hmm. And that really spoke to us whenever we were talking Mm -hmm. with Zach. And that's what really intrigued us. And we're here in, in, in America our, our furlough is extended longer than we wanted to be. And we said, God has something for us. Mm-hmm. There's some reason we're here. He has a purpose for us to be in America yeah. right now. Let's find out what that is. Let's learn what we can while we're here in the U.S. And, and then uh, in this time of preparation, bring it back with us to France and see some incredible things happen Come there. On. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to just backtrack just a little bit. because And so you guys went over there and you planted a church, correct? Uh, yeah, we, we, we've been a part of a church plant there with her, part of a with her sister okay. and brother-in-law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so through that, for three years, you're over there, right? And, yeah. and you kind of touched on some of it a little bit, like, hey, we're over there evangelizing. We're getting people like, yeah. man, people are accepting Jesus. That Correct me if I'm wrong, anything I'm saying. Yeah, yeah we had some people accepting Lord. It's very different than in the U.S. In, in France, like, it, it can be a very dark place. Yeah. Uh, so it... It takes a long time sometimes for people to break down all those walls that they have because of a culture. I mean, they've been taught that, you know, uh, believing in God is kind of like believing in a fairy tale. So you have to bring like break down so many walls. It's I mean, I'm sure here it's the same, but like more a lot of time people are more uh, maybe open to God already. I feel like. Um, And so, uh, yeah, we just had uh, a lot of people who are. They believe it, they believe in the existence of God. They they actually all the proof, all the you know apologetic part you know that we bring to the table. Because I mean I feel like our team is like really pro on those things. Uh, they they just like tell us, yeah, I believe everything you guys say, but there's like that one thing that I I just I just can't like make that last jump. I, I have one percent that I still have doubts. You know, but we had people yeah. telling us that, and we really realized well. 
that's faith, you know. We have to make that last step on their own. I, we can't, you know, <laughs> we've we've given them everything, you know, <laughs> and the hand almost like feels like that. Uh, but at the same time, like there's there's a lot of spiritual warfare too uh, there, and we just we just pray that God will, you know, maybe use that specifically, like that discipleship program, brown to green, to like bring those people to the next level, and actually that they will make that last jump, you know, to actually. Yeah become Christian. We have a lot of people that are kind of, you know, we've, they've been with us for a long time, but they haven't like proclaimed out loud that they know Jesus. And so, yeah. or, or they have a full or Christ. So it's just, it's just, we just have to be very patient. I feel like it's, it's another context. It's kind of hard to explain, but. Um, but then we've, we've also seen people. I mean, we, we share about people within our group, um, specifically a few people that have actually made that jump. Yes. They've, they've said, you know what? I used to be here. Yeah, I used to be an agnostic. I used to be an atheist, come from an atheist family. And now I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I believe yeah. everything of who he is. And, um, you know, the, I think when people make these decisions, when they come from so far on the other, mm-hmm. from the other perspective, they, and as Mimi was saying, sometimes it takes years, sometimes mm-hmm. it takes 10 years. Yeah. And because of that, whenever they're on the other end, man, you have a passionate, dedicated believer mm. who has counted the cost. Yeah. Who has said, you know what, what's this going to cost me to follow yeah. Jesus? They've weighed it and they've said, you know, it's worth it. It's worth mm-hmm. every penny Come on. to follow Jesus. And that's what's incredible to see these people and to know where they were at before. Yeah. To know who they were before. And now you see them where they're at mm-hmm. now. That's the incredible part. That's the yeah. blessing of being in ministry because you get to see just incredible transformation, incredible life change. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think being a nominal Christian in France, it's it's more rare. I'm sure I'm sure they're they are there, you know, but uh but you such a you you're going against the current so much when you say you're a Christian or you go to church or that it's almost like the cost is so big sometimes that a lot of people would not make that jump. Yeah. There's a woman in our church, she was about 40 years old, and uh, she got saved, and it was incredible, you know. Uh, but as soon as she got saved, her parents told her they never wanted to talk mm. to her ever again. That's kind of crazy. You know, when you're 40 years old, your parents don't want to have a relationship with you anymore, and they did not want to see our kids. She has four kids. Uh, they are a founding member of our youth group, you know, but, like, she, they did not see their grandkids for over a year. You know, that's that's our much pressure like French people have when they get saved. They get ridiculed by their coworker, by their family member. Like everybody's telling them, don't go there. You know, that's, that might be a cult or, you know, they really like make them scared of like even going in the church building in the first place. But once people get saved, there's a, a huge pushback from the culture. And we just pray that God leave those things up. I feel like it's it's also changing because of COVID. You know, people are, are facing death a little bit more. <laughs> and they're, they're actually asking themselves questions. And they're by themselves a lot more than they used to. They don't get to go out <laughs> as much as they used to, especially in France. They yeah. have a curfew, so they can't go out much anymore. Uh, and so I feel like uh, people are openly getting more open and searching more at this time. Oh, man. And so, like, you guys are, I mean... It sounds like you're seeing fruit. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like you're for sure seeing fruit. So what made you, like, when you came back, right, for this furlough, and you're like, all right, Zach, like, I've heard you talk about this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing something different about you. Now I'm seeing it at 180, right? Yeah. I don't know if you guys got to go back, but now you're, like, it sounded like you, that's what you're saying. Like, it's starting to, like, now it's not just, it's not in hurrah, hurrah, Oklahoma. That's what they call it sometimes, hurrah, Oklahoma. Hurrah. <laughs> hurrah. And so, Yeah. It's not just in here, Oklahoma, but now it's kind of transferred over to to here. What made you go like, man, 
I I want this. Not only do I want this, yeah. right? But I want this in, in order to take it over there, yeah. right? Like that your eyes, because sometimes too, like what we have here is we'll get people kind of get accepted in disciple making, right? And it's this, which is not wrong. Like the first part of it's like, hey, this is for me, right? And then their eyes start lifting up like, wait a second, it's for, it's for me to give away. And something yeah. we've kind of started kind of pushing now, like when I invited my, my newest group in, I was like, hey, like, listen, like there's a, like here's the end result. Like, like I'm investing in reliable men who therefore can go invest in reliable men. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm making disciples of Jesus mm-hmm. in order you can go one day and make disciples of Jesus. So yeah. you guys are both are like, hey, we both want this, yeah. right? <laughs> and we want this to take back. What, what was the big, like what's the big why behind that? That's okay for me to ask. Yeah, for sure. Um, basically for us, we really saw, as Mimi was saying, our team, we have invested so much into evangelism and rightfully so because when you're in a culture of so far opposed to God, you have to get out into the world. You have to get out mm-hmm. and start to break down these walls in their minds. Um, but we were seeing, you know what? We're, we're getting people that they're coming. But, yeah. And that's what's cool. They're excited about coming to church. Uh, we've seen the life change happen. Now what? Mm, it's kind of, now they're in the church. And you know, in America, some sometimes, and I, I don't want to diss the American church culture, but sometimes in the American church culture, we have we have a consumer-driven mindset in our culture outside, and sadly, that sometimes gets into the church. And what happens is people will come, and they'll sit, and they'll hear a good message, they'll feel good, then they'll walk out, and they won't be changed. Mm-hmm. And that's the opposite of what we come want yeah. in our church. We want people to come in, and it not be about Sunday morning being it. Mm-hmm. That you know what, and and not even being about you know you've given your life to Christ, good for you. Pat on the back. Here's a Bible. Yeah. You're good. That's not what we want. We want to be able to usher them in and say, "Oh my goodness, look at what you've jumped into. This is just the beginning of your life with Christ. This is just the beginning mm-hmm. of what Christ has for you." Yeah. And that's really what. Um, for whenever whenever Zach was talking to us, and we'd been searching, we'd been searching for kind of. Uh, our team has been looking even before we left yeah. France. We like were a like, new strategy let's, let's maybe look even. for for yeah. ways that we can we can engage the French people once they've mm-hmm. accepted Christ, yeah. once they've come all this way come from on. not believing God at all mm-hmm. to come into this point where they can say, "I believe Jesus is my Lord and Savior." We want to be faithful to them as leaders, as shepherds in their group, to not just leave them out out to pasture. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to take them in as a as a good shepherd. And be able to show them, okay, here's the way. Here's what we need to do. And here's how you can grow. And that's really what led us to uh, continue our relationship with Zach and talk to mm-hmm. him about discipleship. Talk to him about this Brown yeah. to Green initiative. And that really, um, that's really why we were behind it. Because we see yeah. when you're in France, when you're in a culture of 1% believers, 2% believers, there's not much as it comes to resources. There's not much as it comes to discipleship curriculum, Sunday school, whatever you name it. There's there's yeah. not much there, and um, for us that was uh, a big thing for us because we were like, okay, we're seeing these people change. Let's see what we can do to mm-hmm. to to move them into growing in Christ. Come on, man! Mm-hmm. I love what you said at lunch earlier because that's funny because I quote it too. Um, like you know, there's the famous JFK quote, right? Mm-hmm. Ask not what you can do, for, or yeah. ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country, right? But it's mm-hmm. just, you said it at the table, like man, like we got to shift from asking what our church can do for us, but what you can do for the yeah, church, for right? Sure. It's not yeah. a building; it's a body of believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, and I love, like I love what you're saying because some, mm-hmm. like, and and man, and, and we do have the tendency, right, to to lead someone to Jesus. And like, hey, good job. Here's yeah. your pound on your back. Here's your Bible. 
like go get them right i'm moving yeah. on to the next but man it's but really the reality is you just created a spiritual infant mm. yeah. who has no clue how to like eat right like the word For says sure. i gotta go from milk to meat like yeah. there's like, and so you like really you gotta start them on the milk teaching mm-hmm. them what it looks like to abide teaching them what it looks like to pursue this this intimate relationship with the lord Right. And then yeah. eventually walking out the mandate to go forth and make disciples. Mm. Yeah. You know? yeah and and, take yeah. that even further. We have a nine month old. <laughs> we have a nine month old. And I could not imagine the moment she was born. OK, good job, Jade. Go out and live yes. your life. Yeah. You, you can go provide for yourself. I mean, that's a long process, right? That's at least yeah. 18 years of pouring into somebody. And that's that's really uh, what we as a church need to need to transition into. That we, whenever we see people come to know tr- Christ, let's take them in. Yeah. Let's get, come on. Uh, get take them under our wing, and let's um, get excited about their mm. their new life with Jesus. Yeah. I think, uh, like it's it's super challenging to talk to Zach and you guys too, because I mean, obviously we we're so broken for uh, the unreached. Like that's our whole heart. Our passion is to you know. Uh, meet non-believers be their friend that they will at least know one christian in their life you know like uh but uh and and i think we we're doing a really good job at like bringing in non-believers so that they can have an exposure to the gospel and god and i mean our evangelization events uh we have about 220 people that show up you usually and like 80 percent of those guys are like non-believers at all like non-church people have never uh, set a foot in a church before you know that and so like I feel like we we're really good at that, uh, but like you were saying, we like, uh, yeah, we were missing that. We were we were okay. We we're pretty okay, good at making spiritual infants, but it, but then we get to the next person because it feels sometimes in France we're really alone. You know, like we're yeah. the only one doing that. You know, nobody. There's not that many missionaries. There's not that many Christian anyway. You know, but we just. Uh, we feel overwhelmed sometimes, but I feel like our, our concentration needs to maybe switch a little bit, even though we, we want to keep doing what we're doing. But we also want to really shepherd those new believers, you know, like uh, like I have a friend. She was saved with me, actually, uh, when I was in high school and then we were like 17. Like that was when my first convert I was so excited, you know, and I, I see her now and we're like close to our 30s and there hasn't been a lot of growth in her. And. You know, and I, I feel like I'm a failure because of that, you know, and uh, and I really like I really pray that when I go back to France, I'm going to I really want her to be with me and I really want to disciple her, like uh, take her through that journey. And and uh, and I just I just want to be better at it. I want God to use me in a more efficient way, you know. Uh, so, yeah, we just we just praying that, you know, God will show us. How to do a better job, you know, in our in our ministry every day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm. It's okay if I ask. Like, why do you why do you say you feel like you're a failure? Well, it's just uh, seeing her not not growing so as much as I wish uh, she did. And I mean, I'm not. I know I don't have a responsibility in our own personal faith. You know, she's 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 been a Christian for maybe six years now or eight years. So it's been a while, you know. But uh, but she she also went through a lot of you know abuse and a lot of she came from a rough background, you know, uh, but I just, I just wish that I, you know, she could be making disciple already now, you know, yeah. and I know she's not there yet, you know? Uh, so I really, and I, I was gone, you know, after, after high school, I went to South Africa, like I was saying, I came to America for two and a half years. So I wasn't always here to, to be with her, you know, but I just, uh, I just want to go back to France and have her making disciple too, you know? And, yeah. you know, that, that's why like it, 
you know, bringing people to New Jesus, it's a great celebration. I mean, uh, you know, we're excited about it, of course, but we also want them to serve God uh, as much as like we're trying to serve God, you know, and um well, but, and the other part of like yeah. so spiritual parenting, just kind of yeah, going back to to being a parent. Yeah, whenever we had Jade, our daughter, there's such there's such a joy in having a child, mm-hmm. and at the same time, there's this oh my goodness, we have a whole lot of responsibility. Yeah, here, and that's kind of what um, as we see people come to know Jesus, I think we should have the same thought. You know, we have a huge responsibility in helping them in their, their newfound love of Christ and their walk with Jesus. And that's that's really what we want to do. We want to bring that back to our people mm-hmm. so that yeah. uh, we'll see just, we'll just see exponential growth. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm, you know, I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians, it's 3, 6, right? This is what I'm reminded for you in this moment, right? Where it says like, I, Paul, planted mm-hmm. and Apollos yeah. watered, but the Lord grows up. Exactly, yeah. You know, and so that's yeah. the good news. So yeah. like the reality is like you planted, yeah. right? And and I don't know her story, yeah. right? And maybe someone else water, but the Lord's growing up. But the beauty is now that, like you're saying, like as she's a person of peace for you, mm-hmm. yeah. is going back and saying, "Hey, like imitate me as I imitate the Lord," yeah. and begin continue to help her with her spiritual walk. Yeah, like the Lord is not going to forsake you, right? Like, and mm-hmm. so like I'm reminded, like he, like he's man, like his hands drawing there. Yeah, you know. And so like, anyway. Yeah, and and for sure, like we. Like we know people have free will. They're gonna you know, yeah. they're gonna make their own decision, yeah. you know. But uh you do wanna see them get to the next steps and, and you know, uh yeah, like practicing forgiveness, practicing more yeah. compassion, more kindness, you know, things like that. And it's just you can you can see also people and they fruit, you know, even uh and that's that's just what I I hope for everybody that, you know, gets saved that, you know, they will really be completely transformed by God and um, and not everybody has the opportunity to come, you know, to the U.S. and make great, great friends and <laughs> be disciples here, yeah. you know, but uh, that's why we want to be discipled, to be able to disciple them as well so that they will disciple other people. That's just, that's just really what we want because, I mean, we can't do it on our own. There's no way. We yeah. are <laughs> we two couple full time, but there's no, there's no way we're going to make any difference if we just do everything us for, you know. We need the other people in our church to really... Uh, grow and they work with the Lord and yeah, let just the Holy Spirit change them. And um, yeah, yeah. we just want to guide them through that with, you know, like, of course I'm not responsible for them. Like you say, like, you know, some people of peace for us, they're going to walk out and they're not going to want to do it, you know, and it's, that's, that's okay. But at least I want to give them the opportunity, you know, and I I feel like I've, I've been too busy so far uh, with so many, like, you know, like David was saying, we don't have a lot of curriculum, so we have to write everything. We have to translate everything. Like, I've, it's sometimes we feel like we do the job of 10 people uh, yeah. and we only need two, you know. Uh, but but at the same time, hey, we want more people. If you have a heart for friends, come and help us. <laughs> yeah. We really need to recruit people for real. <laughs> yeah. I remember we, we were talking about that at lunch and the word I was giving to David was like, it's it's the people of peace, right? Mm-hmm. And so it talks about in Luke 10 where it says like, man, pray like the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. So pray earnestly for the harvest and he will send the workers for the harvest, right? Yeah, I heard this this morning. So, <laughs> it's in French in my Bible. So they, but yeah. it's a really cool passage. Yeah. yeah and it's, and, and, and so like you continue, like I was walking him through that story, like when we search for people of peace, which is 
there's people that we invite in, people that we have peace mm-hmm. and harmony with. The Lord is highlighted. Yeah. And so like Jesus modeled it for us. Like he, it's the perfect model. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is one thing like we like it's funny because we talk like like brown and green. Like we kind of get away from calling this a program or right. or a yeah. thing because well, the reality is all we do, like all we've been doing. Right. Yeah. Is doing what Jesus has done. Yeah. Like we see Jesus doing it. We do it. We don't see Jesus doing it. We don't do it. And yeah. so it's like, why reinvent the wheel when the. When the, when the plan, right. Or when, mm-hmm. I guess you could say it's right here in the word, right? Yeah. Like this is how you make disciples for sure. Yeah. It's right here in front of us. And mm-hmm. so what we see is Jesus went up the mountain, Luke six twelve, three mm-hmm. all night. And yeah. then verse 13, like he picked the 12. Yeah. And so same thing with people of peace is like, as Jesus, he says like, man, like you pray earnestly mm-hmm. for the harvest. And so man, it means yeah. pray without ceasing, which I'm sure you yeah. both understand yeah. very well. Yeah. Pray without ceasing. And then the next thing is like, man, as you enter the town, like say peace there, there's peace mm-hmm. there, stay and remain. And I think Zach's taught you guys a person, a peace tool. Yeah. But for our listeners, what it means is like, man, you begin to build a relationship. And I told David the analogy is like, you don't just like the minute there's peace there. Like the next part is like, if there's not peace, dust yourself off and move on. Right. Yeah. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so, but the next piece of that is like, you begin to build relationship mm-hmm. with an individual having yeah. lunches or just however that works. Right. Yeah. And even tasking them like, Hey, go sit in John 15, go sit with this word and come back. Right. Yeah. If they know how, if you taught them how to eat the word, Hey, go eat this and come back and tell me the voice mm-hmm. of the Lord was for you. And you continue mm-hmm. to build this relationship. And as your words, like making sure, like really like we, we use language, like making sure your words are heavy in their ears. And I've, I've kind of like, man, it's really making sure the word is heavy in their ears. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you said it earlier, my words return void, but his words do not. And as you build that relationship and then inviting them into your life to follow me as I follow Christ. Right. And we see Jesus doing this in the whole entire time. We never stop praying without ceasing. And so, I mean, like the word is true and and the Lord honors his word. And so he Mm -hmm. says like the harvest is plentiful, which it sounds like over there, the harvest is plentiful. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm reminded like, man, the Lord's arm is not too short to save. You know, like we heard that once today yeah, and sure. I'm reminded like he doesn't forsake anyone as orphans. Yeah. And if we ask, right, like if the Lord says, like, you ask for workers, I will send you workers. And so, yeah, like and we, we are praying for that very much. So, I mean, we just had a vision of having so many churches being planted and uh, get, getting, you know, like we just we don't want it to limit, you know, sometimes as human, we limit ourselves. But we yeah. just we don't want to do that anymore. We really want to. uh yeah, we want to dream big, you know. Come on. Uh, but, but yeah, like France can, has been a rough place. Uh, it, they call it the graveyard for missionary, you know. <laughs> so we do need prayer. We do need help. We do need like uh, people in the U.S. that we can call and like Zach and and Lindsay. Like we like I just want to be able to like, just like call them and pray with them and you know have them encourage us as well and and uh and yeah speaking the word to us when we need it you know and i just it's just exciting to have this relationship with them like i've we've been craving that we've been craving uh yeah like a uh a, yeah a, a spiritual parent almost, you know that's really yeah. like and it's uh, it's crazy because i feel like as missionary we should have that right yeah <laughs> <But> no, <laughs> we just kind of go there and you know uh, and you kind of on your own when you get there, and it, it can be super lonely, you know. And and uh, uh, and it, like the verse right after, you know, uh, uh, Luke ten uh, uh, two that the harvest is so plentiful. It's in French, so I'm I'm no, paraphrasing y'all. Sorry, uh, <laughs> don't like doing that. But you know, the harvest is a lot. But after Jesus said, like, go uh, and uh, I'm sending you as a sheep among the wolves, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of like how it feels in France. Sometimes you you end up being alone 
you don't have any more Christian radio. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't hear something that just is going to lift your spirit or you're not going to walk a Hobby Lobby and see a, Christian, a scripture, you know, whatever. Some people get filled by those things sometimes or whatever. But uh, And so just it's just good to have like a uh, accountability partner, people that really care about you. That can, you can just call them anytime. And I'm just excited for this, to be honest. Um, that friendship that we're building with Zach and, and Lindsay and it's just exciting for me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's cool. Like you said, we, we were craving spiritual parents and you guys yeah. got spiritual parents, but now you have spiritual family as well. Yeah. Right. Like you're not like, and I'm reminded to, I'm reminded of Matthew 28, right? Not to sound cliche, but it's 18 through 20. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what the yeah. word says, it says, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Yeah. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the father, son, and the Holy spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have com- commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, always to the end of age. Like, yeah. I am with you always yeah. to the end of age. And it, it, like, it really is, every time it was super hard for us. Like, we really were feeling, uh, you know, the enemy really attacking us big time. We just, God was just so good to us. Uh, it really, he was, he was our, our strength. He was, you know, our rock the whole time. Uh, we... I don't think we could have made it honestly sometimes yeah. with with that sure. Jesus being there with us and you know so so many times we were just so discouraged and we just opened the bible and it was just the right passage you know it just got like he talks to us that way and it's just so good um but yeah Man, that's awesome yeah that's so awesome mm-hmm. and so what is so how long have you been walking with Zach well, I'd say what is it when 5 months there? 5 months yeah. Five months, was, six months. Yeah, I think we started in like in August, maybe. Or June. Yeah, yeah, and w- with um with us both having babies, it's been hit or miss <laughs> here and there. But uh, we try we try to connect whenever we can. Any mm-hmm. any chance we get, we'll uh, at least at least FaceTime or Zoom. Uh, and we've been we've actually got to be in person with them a couple yeah. times. But Come on, uh, it's man. been it's been a real blessing being able yeah. to walk through it with them. And, and they're and they're co leading right, Zach and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Yes, and they're silent yeah. both of you at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I know for, for Lindsay and me, it's a little harder because we're both mom and, <laughs> you know, we're nursing and it's just like we, we get tired and stuff. So we just kind of, I feel like the guy are like already to a next level <laughs> compared to us sometimes. But there's yeah. a mutual understanding yeah. too yeah, between you two sure. being yeah. parents. Yeah. Yeah. Moms. Yeah, it's there's like, grace. <laughs> and, yeah, it's like there's like another level of tiredness when you have a kid <laughs> like I never knew <laughs> it's gonna be that way. But yeah, God is good though. You, you know he's still teaching us in this moment yeah. and I'm glad because you know that's when you really need uh wisdom and <laughs> and patience and it's just uh yeah, we've been praying for a lot for that. As parents we really wanna teach our daughter to just, you know, love Jesus, uh just fall in love with him and, and we just want to, we, yeah, we want to raise her up to just completely like love him so much. And, um, I think that's encouraging us to, you know, to, to know how to do it too, you know? So, yeah. 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 And so what was the biggest, like for you, David, like what was the biggest transformation you've seen in Mimi mm. since being discipled? I don't know. For her, for Mimi, I guess, um, I've seen her, she has been, I, mean, I think for me and her both. It's just been a pat, a renewed passion for the word, I guess, and how I mean it is spiritual food for us. I, I know oftentimes it's it's easy to say, you know what, I'll read my Bible later. Yeah, I'll put mm-hmm. it off. I'll I'll do it another time. 
but but like whenever you you look at it for what it really is it's your food mm-hmm. for the day it's that essential to you whenever whenever you see the bread of life is being opened before you but we refuse it we starve ourselves spiritually mm-hmm. because we won't yeah. read the word of god and you have to take time you have mm-hmm. to take time yeah. every day to feed yourself from the word of god and that's that's something i guess both of us i've seen it in her she's been renewed in her passion I'm not saying that we're perfect in that. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that we we do succeed every time, but I'm saying we're trying. We're trying hard to 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 read our Bible mm-hmm. and to be um, to be renewed in our passion for the Word of God because that's what's going to change lives ultimately. Anyway, it's not uh, it's not David's preaching. Nothing like that's going to mm-hmm. be what changes people's hearts. It's going to be the Word of Come God on. that cuts. Mm-hmm. The Word of God that cuts like I can't, and um, uh, and that's what's going to change because it's active powerful come on man Mimi same question for you uh <laughs> it's kind of hard uh yeah like I mean I, I feel like we we just started to and then Zach also uh, and Lindsay we had their baby when was that oh September October yeah so we had like a pretty long break uh in the middle but uh yeah, I think like just even talking with each other, we're just super bummed about the future as well. Like I think maybe when when we first got back, we were just kind of like, okay, it's kind of stressful almost to, uh, you know, to go back on the field and, uh, n- you know, uh, yeah, not not exactly knowing how to disciple people in a like in a proper way. Uh, it's not a proper. Way. I just I don't. I'm using the wrong word or whatever. But I just like, just even me and him just talking, like just being so passionate about it. Like it feels like our passion was renewed, just uh, going through the different uh, tips and uh, I, I don't know how you Tool, call those tools. tools. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a right vocabulary. I'm French. <laughs> I change every word. <laughs> yeah, tips, tools. Uh, I knew start with the T. But uh, no, like, like just like bouncing off ideas. Like we just, we just... I feel like almost our passion is so renewed to like go back to friends and hey yeah we can do this you know like uh, I feel like God really is, is encouraging us to through his word you know about like hey I'm you're not gonna be the one doing it anyway you know you're just my uh you know you're you're gonna be my voice but like it just kind of encourages it, it take, take off the pressure as well I feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as interns mm-hmm. that's probably a lot of things that a lot of people young in ministry they do you're just like, man, there's so many people giving, so many people praying. Like, I, I can't fail. You know, it just, that was a big deal. I had to carry on my shoulders, you know, uh, that uh, I want to give them good report. I want to give them, you know, uh, that people have come to the Lord. But at the end of the day, like, the, we're just trying to obey him, you come know. On. And, and that's that's the only thing we're trying to do. And uh, and I think I think they really took off the pressure off, off our shoulder. I feel like we just... We're just excited to to serve him and um yeah be just uh and we know like god is, is gonna is blessing our feet of the one that's going you know and uh so we just yeah that's good that's good and so you guys have been here on furlough you've been touring the united states mm-hmm. right david yeah. you've, you've been in have both of you guys been in 12 states since you've yeah. been back? Yeah, Jade, yeah. Jade even, our nine-month-old has oh been in 12 gosh. states. Oh, my gosh. That is... <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> That's a lot of traveling. Yeah. How long have you guys been back? 
Uh, we've been back for a little over a year now. A little over a year. Yeah. But there's a, there's an intention of why you're back, right? Like there's a purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Right? And so what is that purpose? Well, at the, at the moment, we are, we were raising funds uh, to be able to go back to France. And um, we're... The mission has told us we're good. We we are able to return. We're fully funded. But they also gave that with the caveat that it would be good for us to get some more monthly supporters, to have some people that, that would keep us on the field longer. And that's what we're really asking people to consider partnering with us monthly. And also, I think there's just um, beyond that, the spiritual need for us to be here right now. I feel like there's things for us to learn. Mm-hmm. There's things for us to, to take in. I mean, we've we've been we waited a whole year for Mima's visa to come back. And it, yeah. it was just ridiculous how the paperwork took so long. And there with was COVID, a whole lot. Yeah. There was a with the with COVID. There's just so many things that stretched us out to stay in the U.S. for a little longer than we thought. But I mean, God has just, I mean, blessed us in ways we couldn't imagine by being um, with some really special churches to us to, to be able to meet Zach and talk about uh, discipling. There's just all along the way, God is showing us here. Uh, this is something for you. This is something for you. This is something for you. And because of that, we've just seen that uh, God's doing some really cool things through it. And Lord willing, uh, the French government has decided to close down their border since January 31st. Uh, they won't reopen at the moment till June 1st. But um, so we're we kind of stuck here. We can't yeah. go back. They won't let us come back. They won't let us American go or, or even French people will go at this point if they are in the U.S. So, yeah, we just, um, you know, we just bring God prepares us and uh, train us to return. And, you know, like uh, we even have like uh, we're going to a church painting conference. We're just trying to get trained <laughs> even yeah. more, you know, like uh, you always kind of have to, you know, try to. Uh, have people just pour into you and um, yeah we, we're excited to have more training before we go back though even though we want to be back to the field obviously but we can't so might as well <laughs> try to you know uh, but you remember, it make your time me worth when, when Paul I don't want to equate being in America to being in prison no. but you remember when Paul <laughs> when David. Paul when Paul was in prison <laughs> preach it no. <laughs> <laughs> when Paul was in prison what does he say? He he's he's talking to I believe it's the um, the Colossian church, and he says, "Pray for me." And what does he ask prayer for? That's what I thought was super unique. He asked prayer. He doesn't say that I would get out of prison because you know that's going to be my prayer, right? <laughs> get me back to where I want. Get me back to yeah. France. That's that's the 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 prayer that we have. But Paul's prayer was so great. His prayer is, "Lead me to people here that need to hear yeah. the message of Jesus," yeah. and that's what. I'm asking right now. I'm, I'm saying, God, set me back. Lead yeah. me to people, wherever that be, whether that be in mm. France, whether that be in America, lead me mm. to people that need to know you. Come on. And that's been really, I mean, through reading through Colossians, seeing that, seeing uh, Paul's mindset that it's not about your circumstances. It's not about where you are. Mm. It's about doing what God has called you to do. And that's make disciples. That's each of yeah. us is, is called to make disciples. Come on. That's awesome. And so if I was if I was listening to this podcast and like, man, like I'm like I'm one of those workers, mm. right? Or hey, I want to donate. Where would I go? What would I do? Okay. Or what do I need to do? If you are one of those people that want to join uh, and come to France, um, I suggest you look us up on Facebook, David or Mimi Reeves. Uh, send us a send us a friend request. Send us a like. We'll we will uh, try to contact with. Get, con- get in contact with you and show you the best way that you can do that, the best mm-hmm. way that you can join 
our team. If you'd like to partner with us, we would be so thankful. Or even just get our monthly newsletter. If you'd like to see that, go on I Am Inc. That's I M as in Mary, I N C as in Incorporated, and then that's .org. And you just uh, search missionaries David and Miriam Reeves in France. And you'll be able to to yeah. support us or join our uh, newsletter, yeah. however, whatever you feel. And we'd be so thankful yeah. for you to do that because um, in part we're in partnership in ministry. This is not David and Mimi's mission to France. Yeah. This is God's mission. This is yeah. God's uh, purpose in seeing people from every every corner of our world come to know Jesus. And that's really what we're encouraging people to get to get into what God has in store because He's doing something special. In the hearts of French people, and it's not about us. It's not. A, it's not about anything. But we can be. We can come together in partnership for something incredible, and that's seeing Jesus's name proclaimed to a people that has very little access to it. Yeah. Uh, if people want to uh, follow the ministry as well, they can get on Facebook or Instagram. We have a, a private ministry page there, and it's just David and Mimi Reeves serving in France. And we try to post picture of our daughter. She's beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, just like prayer requests, what's what's going on, and news and things like that. So we try to we pretty much yeah we post like once a week, and uh, so if you want to be part of that and you want to be one of our prayer warriors, we're always looking for prayer. You know, uh, it can be a dark place in France, and really we would I really appreciate prayer for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. love that. I love it. I love, I love, I mean, I think this is an awesome story. I love everything you guys are doing. It's an honor to have you both here on the podcast. I love the fact like David, like my biggest observation of you, right. It's, and I, I heard this from Zach and I got to see it today. It's like, man, like you're sold out, right? Like you both are sold out for the kingdom of heaven, right? You're sold out to go and, and evangelize the word, right. To, to proclaim the good news. I remember like, that's what, like, that's what Paul was doing, right? Like he was proclaiming the good news. I'm reminded like where it says in the word, like opening up the eyes of the blind, mm. right? Setting the yeah. captives free. <laughs> and so, man, I'm like, it's awesome seeing you guys doing that. And it's even like, man, and on top of that, like watching you go forth and walking out the Great Commission and investing, mm. looking to invest in reliable men and women who will therefore go invest in mm. reliable men and women, you know, looking for this, this multiplication that comes from making disciples as we see from the 12 that carried out to the Acts Church, it carries out to the very reason like we're sitting around this table talking about disciple making. Yeah. Yeah. And so... It's an honor to get to talk to both of you. It's an honor to have you on this podcast. Um, Terry, <laughs> like it's just super cool, you know. Like, and I think I told David this. Like, what's cool is, um, where you guys don't know, David and and Mimi are fourth gen disciples um, mm-hmm. from from Moikes, from the Moikses to um, to me. From Lauren's lineages, from Rachel Moikes to Priscilla Glenn to Lauren Ferris to Lindsay to you, mm-hmm. from Chris Moikes, from Jesus to Chris Moikes, right? <laughs> so it all starts with Jesus, just so you all know. We're not making disciples of people, we're making disciples of Jesus, but from Jesus to Chris Moikes to Mike Ferris to Zach to David and like, and yeah. therefore, and the very fact that it's like, this is the first time that we've actually got to meet yeah. and talk, which is to me, it's proof of the word it says, if it's from man, it'll mm-hmm. burn out, but it's from the Lord, it'll continue to flourish and it's yeah. continue to flourish. And so, mm-hmm. man, like, Praise the Lord for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. thank you for being our granddad. Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're I guess welcome. I have to give you a Christmas present now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! And so, man, usually what we do is before we get off the uh, podcast, we ask our guests if they do the honors to pray us out. So, yeah, for sure, they will do this honors and pray us out. Absolutely, Father, I thank you for God the blessing of being able to serve you 
God, the privilege of being able to, um, you, you called us to make disciples. What a blessing that is. What a, no matter where we are, we have the same call. And that is to make disciples of all nations. Lord, we're so thankful. Sometimes it's a response. It's a huge responsibility to have on our shoulders, but at the same time, it's just an incredible privilege to be able to work for you. And beyond that, to be your children, to be sons and daughters of God. Lord, we're so thankful to be called that and that you call us by name and you invest in us through your spirit, through your word. And Lord, I pray that as we go, God, we'd be reminded by that all authority is in your hands. Whenever you ask us to make disciples, you give us the authority because you have the power to do so. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Grace and peace.